Tim Gunn runs the show. This is The Focus Group. They're all business, except when they're not. It's The Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Welcome to The Focus Group. This is John Nash, usually with my good friend and co-host Tim Bennett. But this week, the week of Columbus Day, we are taking a brief hiatus get some stuff done for the next couple of days, and we'll be returning with brand new programming next week. But in the meantime, we want you to enjoy a flashback to an interview we did on when our days on Sirius Satellite Radio, and uh, it was an interview with none other than uh, Project Runway's Tim Gunn. He came in for the, the show. He was fantastic. Of course, he was dressed perfectly, like blazer, tie, the whole bit. <laughs> Had autographed books for us, knew exactly who we were simply on site because he does his research. And I'll just say this about the interview. He also took over Tim's list, which if you are, have been a listener for some time, that you know that was a game we played at the end of our show uh, that Tim did called Tim's List. And obviously, Tim Gunn doing Tim's List has uh, kind of humorous implications there. But I'll say this about the interview. A friend of mine spoke with me after it aired, and he said, I can tell you're really, you really like Tim Gunn and you're, you're a big fan. And he, he nailed it on the head. He goes, I think you like him so much because he's like the perfect mentor. And he, that's exactly right. That's one of the reasons I loved him. And I think you'll get that when we talk about all the different brands he manages and, and how he came to be on Project Runway. Super cool guy. And one last story after this interview, uh, he used to live in my neighborhood or I used to live in his um, years ago. And I was rushing to get the train and my card, my little Metro card thing was empty. And he comes down the steps because we rode the train from the same stop. And he goes, here, let me, John. And he swipes his card and gives me a free ride. And we had a great chat on the way down to his office. Uh, and that's the kind of guy he was. So without further ado, uh, enjoy this uh, flashback interview with Tim Gunn from our days on Sirius Satellite Radio. And before we start, a quick thanks to Deep Discount, a partner of ours here on the Focus Group. Visit focusgroupradio.com, click on the Deep Discount logo, and check out all the amazing sales and media they have. So without further ado, Mr. Tim Gunn. Make it work. Go, go, go. Pirouette. Go, go. Work, work, work. Make it work. This is a focus group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. And as promised, John, in studio, we're joined by the Oprah of fashion. Well, you know, it, Tim, I got it. There's two Tims, eh? So I don't know how we're going to manage this, but... I can be Bennett. You could be Bennett. Okay, so before you came in, Tim Gunn. So we'll just say Tim Gunn, is Tim Gunn. Bennett Gunn. That'd be a nice name for a kid. Um, it would Gunn. be. Wouldn't that be a good we, name? We could not, we could not, we did not have enough superlatives. We were like the one and only, the infamous, the fabulous, the fantastic. And I just land on Tim Gunn. Oh, well, I'm thrilled to be here with both of you. Thank, Thank you. you very clean, much. Clean I'm... and simple. It's the amazing Tim Gunn. A lot of our listeners probably know you from uh, Project Runway. They may, if they're Project Runway watchers. They should be. I never make any assumptions about <laughs> anything. No? No. Never. Well, how many? are you going to ninth season now? We will be taping our ninth season next month. And it's going to be back here in New York it's still? definitely in New York. How did you, a random thing before we get into asking you a bunch of questions, how did you like doing the L.A. version? I have to tell you, it was a whole new environment for me. And after five seasons of Runway, I thought, well, it's time to change it up a bit. I loved being there. I mean, I'm not a car person, and I made certain that I lived a block from where we were taping. So <laughs> I was the only person on the sidewalk. Every day I thought, I'm going to be arrested. John says that, too. Whenever yeah. he goes to LA, if he walks somewhere, they look at him like yeah, he's crazy. I'm it, not, they do. It, but I loved it, but the audience hated it. The hated audience it. Did, I did not enjoy the L.A. show for, I'm not even sure why, the energy didn't seem to be the same as going to Mood or be, well, just being grit, in the there's city. There's a grit about New York. There is a grit. Yeah. And even going to Mood, 
we had to mood, move mood to downtown Los Angeles because the round trip would take us anywhere from three and a half to four hours. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And because our workday is what it is, and we leave that workroom at midnight no matter what. So to we spend that much time on the road. Mood. Yeah, we did. <laughs> All right. So to start, you are now the chief creative officer of Liz Claiborne. And I have been for almost four and a half years. Now, what it, what are your duties uh, as chief creative officer? Well, I have to say, as the economic climate has has morphed and turned and evolved and plummeted, and retail has had a corresponding hit, my role has changed a lot. I mean, initially I was, and I still am to a degree, but a mentor to the designers across the brands of Liz Claiborne. And when I joined the company, there were 46. We're now down to about 15 um, 46 to 15. Well, and thank God, wow. because if we had been as big as we were, if we remained as big as we were, I, I don't think we'd still be around. But we have an incredible CEO, Bill McComb, who is a genius and, and an innovative thinker and a risk taker. And it's thanks to him that we're still alive and well and we're and we're very well. Now, is Mizrahi still there? Isaac is designing the Liz Claiborne line for QVC. It's an exclusive to QVC. So oh, the Liz okay. Claiborne line that you find elsewhere, um, and it's now an exclusive to JCPenney, and I'm so thrilled that we have a single retailer to, to whom we're answerable, because when you have, you have multiple retailers, everybody's unhappy. So um, <laughs> Isaac's line is an exclusive to QVC. Wow. Now, the interesting thing that you said about your your one of your key um, roles as, C, as a chief creative officer at Liz Claiborne is mentoring other designers. Yes. And that actually, you know, a friend of mine said, he goes, you know, you can have, you're, you're going to have Tim Gunn on. There's a million things you could ask him. He's such a cool guy. What are you going to focus on? And for me, as a creative director and as an art guy, I think that your gift and talent is your ability to be a mentor. It's, it's an amazing talent. You know, in reality TV, we all love seeing people taken down. Yes. It's the opposite, which is, I think, why Project Runway and why you in particular have its such staying power there. You love to critique, and you critique. Yes, you I don't, do. You don't criticize. And, and that's a, I, in art school, it took four years for me to figure out the difference between criticism and critique. <laughs> and, and there really is a fine line There's, there, between the two. And, and many people simply don't get it, to be perfectly honest. And, and I love my role, and I taught for 29 years. So in order to be successful in the classroom, and, and my gauge of success is being able to get through to my students and have them ascend and, and flourish, um, 29 years in the classroom has just given me tremendous resources. Are there people that are not teachable? Well, I mean, it's a yes. funny question. I mean, but it has to do with a particular moment in their life, I think, when they're simply resistant. It's, it's, it, the, the, the way to be teachable is simply to be receptive, to be willing to receive information. And when you're not, when you're completely closed down, there's no reason to even be in school. I mean, I would say this to my students rarely, thankfully, but you shouldn't be here. This is a complete and total waste of your money, your time, your fellow <laughs> students' time, my time. Just leave. Take a leave of absence. Does it work that way with the designers at Liz Claiborne? Do you ever do you ever have a meeting with someone whose point of view they're they're and they may have their own valid reasons for artistically why they're saying I'm drawing this the line here, I want these colors, I want this palette, I want this cut. And you may actually be looking at it with a very good and critical eye saying, you can have that in your head, but no, it's not going to work. Well, the wonderful thing about the real world of fashion is that you have a, a, a very serious gauge of the efficacy of the design work. And that is when you're wholesale brand, the, re the, the retailers, the people who come into the showroom and say, 
love that, hate this. The, the, the only um, downside to that engagement is that with the retailer, it's seldom that they'll tell you, A, why they love it, or B, why they hate it. So <laughs> you're left wondering, well, gee, this is this is the, the core of my creative work, and they hated it. So then we have a post-mortem, we talk about it. And uh, nothing happened. nothing's a solo. I say this all the time. The, the, the designers and all the brands at Liz Claiborne are, are big collaborators. They're working with, with marketing people and merchandisers. They're working with um, brand managers. They're working with, of course, retailers. So there, there are a lot of voices. And in the end, you want someone to buy your clothes. I mean, I don't want to sound crass about it, but what I love about American fashion is, yeah, I mean, we look at fashion through a lens of commerce. If someone is not even remotely interested in it, fine, put it under a bell jar in a museum and call it art. <laughs> but it's not fashion. Does, do, do Paris and Milan still control no fashion or is it, where, where are the hot spots or i mean it's it, it i don't mean to imply that, that that paris and milan aren't important of course they are but but the hot spots are i'm going to start with new york because we're the first fashion week um each season new york london paris milan tokyo for the so most i was part. wondering i was wondering about asia because you you had written or you i had seen something where you said that this whole um, fashion is a really a Western thing in it, terms of being noticed, and whereas the you know Asian culture is, you know, traditions stay the same. The kimono exactly. has not changed in exactly you know, precisely thousand years. So I, what what's the reasoning behind that though? Um, in the West, we draw attention to ourselves uh, via our apparel, and in the East, it's a, a lifestyle or a philosophical notion that you would not do that. Well, I, I mean, I, just to step in, there were. The kinds of changes that you see in the kimono or the sari or the Korean hanbok or the, the, the chongsong in, in, in China have to do with textiles. And while now Asian cultures are borrowing Western silhouettes, historically, going back 600 years, even longer, we've been, we've been borrowing or, or, or taking textiles from Asia. So, so that, that's really been what's it, the, the resonance for, for, for the Asian fashion. It's really been about textiles, but the silhouettes and the construction didn't change for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years. So they would then, if you're looking at like a traditional kimono, which whose silhouette has stayed virtually unchanged. Yes. It was always to them about the um, craftsmanship and the artistry of the, the material that made it. And also color. Um, and and I guess that 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 could demark you know a, a wealthy person from a stand like a normal person precisely precisely yes so so there but it, it's just more subtle and and nuanced than what we're used to in the West not where a there's lot a of lot tailoring. of plumage <laughs> not a lot no, of it's tailoring not, yet. no you're quite right yes all right so um, a couple of little things that I found now is your Wikipedia page accurate I haven't seen it oh recently. my god this is a lot of people don't. Check. I don't check. I don't have one, but, but you, you somebody, do have but one. Don't somebody... be certain, John. I bet you do have one. <laughs> well, he's got one, but they say he's a mathematician. Oh, oh, who's <laughs> who's schizophrenic? The, the the famous John Nash, right? Yes. So I was reading your thing, and I was fascinated to know that your dad was an FBI agent. Indeed, he was for twenty six years under uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Yes. The grand, the grand old days of the FBI. Where's, where's Jimmy Hoffa? <laughs> you know, we used to joke about that. I used to say he was in our basement. <laughs> now, did your dad, was he like, did he travel or was he just based in D.C.? Well, he's, he began, I'll also tell you proudly, he was the youngest agent in the FBI when he was first, wow. when he was first appointed. And he was um, stationed in Newark, New Jersey for two years. 
and did something to distinguish himself. I don't know what. It may have been <laughs> that he screamed a lot. Um, and he ended up being transferred to the headquarters in Washington. And while he was uh, a, a pistol-toting agent, he really he became Hoover's ghostwriter. Isn't that interesting? And remained so. Wrote all of his speeches, wrote his books, um, and really was the voice of Hoover. Wow. That you have brothers and sisters? I have one sister. She's three years younger to the day. Oh, my God, know, really? Spooky, huh? <laughs> I used to say there was one day in, my, in October my parents really liked. <laughs> You're an October baby? No, uh, July. Or but it July? Ha- had to begin nine months yeah, earlier. Oh, Remember, wow. Tim? I wasn't counting. Well, no, I don't. That's the problem. <laughs> if you didn't know, we're talking to Tim Gunn. <laughs> We're in the focus group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. We had a question from a number of people. Yes. What's it like? Being, what's the best part of being Tim Gunn? Oh, you know. Oh, I, I love that question. I am the luckiest guy in the world. There's not a single day when I don't say it. And I have to tell you, I had a great life um, prior to all this remarkable Notoriety. stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved my my job. I had a great career as an academic. Um, ascended to the chair of the fashion program at Parsons. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And all of this remarkable stuff happened after I turned fifty. So for me. Every, I mean, being here with you, it's surreal. I mean, I can't believe anyone really wants to, to, to talk to me and to hear oh, what I no, have to no, say. Oh, no, no, no. There's a whole line. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, and not to blow smoke up your beautiful suit. Because <laughs> <laughs> <No, no, no, laughs> you did come dressed today. We, obviously, we didn't. But, t- but, but, we, but people need to know I'm wearing a pair of jeans. We didn't, we didn't own our look today, like you say. <laughs> but, you know, we had, put, we had put on our Facebook page that you were coming, and it got some of the most uh, feedback and traffic. And we've had some, some other, you know, well-known folks on as well, but you really blew up the, blew up the oh, site. Oh, I'm very flattered and, and honored. Well, Thank we're, you. we're flattered that you're here with us. And as I am. Thank you. Who would you, um, I saw that you, uh, you were asked the question a long time ago about American fashion designers. Yes. Like who, who do you, and I was interested when you had answered who you thought was the, somebody you'd like to have dinner with or that you um, admire. Who did I say? Did I say Diane von Furstenberg? Yes, you did. Yes. <laughs> Stevie F. Do you know I decorated her th- three, three rooms in her house in high school? You're kidding. No. How did that happen? Well... I'm I'm taking some umbrage, but I work I work you know she has a place in Connecticut yes and I worked at a Walden Books oh. in Connecticut one of the only bookstores around in the area and Diane von Furstenberg used to come in so one day she comes in with a couple of I guess her her folks her and, posse uh, her posse and creates this huge stir in the store and so <laughs> as only she can the manager says oh God it's Diane von Furstenberg so she you know next thing I know I'm I'm with her and she says to me she said I need to get green books. Red books and blue books. What? <laughs> so, books by color. So I said she was going to put him so on she, the, the so shelves. So she says the red right? book. She goes the red book, and I said the red book. The red, okay, that's a sewing book. No, 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 no. I want red books, all the same color. I don't care who did them, what they look like, but I want red. So she wanted thirty red books, thirty green books, and thirty blue books. And I said why? And she said because I've got a green room, a red room, and a blue room, and I want the books in there as decoration. Tim, you've so got to be think, kidding. <laughs> How could you make that up? Why wouldn't you just buy the books that you want and love and then put book covers on I them? I think she was decorating. Well, she was, but then you get you know, the, the beautiful so red I say vellum. I decorated Diane von Furstenberg's well, favorite rooms. You should, wow. you should have given her 
the hardback Hardy Boys for the Blue Room. Remember that was the blue spine with a little oval? I love Frank Hardy. I don't know which is the dark-haired one. Since I was blonde, I, I went with the other well, one. Well, you know which one she got? Remember Flowers for Algeron or oh, something? Oh, of course oh I God. do. That thing wasn't selling. She bought a bunch of those. It had a nice red spine on it. <laughs> yeah, she was only interested in the spine. She didn't That's care all about she the content. No, she wanted the spine of the book. I have a great DVF story. It's actually in my book. It's actually a very sweet story, though I'll admit it's kind of an odd story, too. <laughs> Diana, the best. Well, Diane and I were judging a uh, fashion competition, um, and it was being held at the Hammerstein Ballroom here in New York on 34th Street. Oh, I love that space. Yeah, it's a great space. And we were there early, as we always are. I mean, she's always we're always we're always <laughs> early wherever we have to go. And there were a lot of cocktails, and I had a little nip of something, and I think Diane had a little more than that. And she came over to me and she said, "Why is there no food at these events? There's always all this booze, but there's no food." And then she leaned over and she said, in her languorous voice, I need a hot dog. <laughs> and I thought, is this some kind of signal or metaphor or something? Because don't look at me. <laughs> so then she, she repeated, she said, do you think we can find a hot dog? And I said, well, there's probably a vendor out on 34th Street. So she said, but I have to tell you, I have no money. And I said, don't oh, worry God. about it. I'll treat you to a hot dog. So out onto 34th Street we went, though she plowed forward to her her bottle green Bentley to tell her driver that we were going off in search of a hot dog. And I thought to myself, the driver doesn't have any money? I mean, it was happy to treat her to a hot dog. Don't get me wrong, but I thought... The bottle odd... green Bentley, yes. too. So we can't find a vendor. We end up the corner of 8th Avenue and 34th Street where there is the Tick-Tock Diner. Yes. <laughs> oh, Yes. So we walk in, and there are a couple of, of steps that you have to go up. And Diane, as soon as we're in the door, Diane bellows into the room, I need a hot dog. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I mean, even I'm blanching a bit. I'm thinking, well, you know, this is really not – she doesn't understand these places. She's probably used to walking into her kitchen and her big Connecticut mansion saying, I need a hot dog. And her blue room or green room or red right, room. exactly. With a bun to match. <laughs> so – I said, Diane, I think we probably should sit. I don't want to sit. I, I just want a hot dog. Anyone, I need a hot dog. So then, in fact, we do sit. And, and she says, it's, it's an emergency. I need a hot dog right now. She's getting the hot dog. Do you want anything else? Do you want some French fries? Oh, I'd love some French fries. And maybe some onion rings, too. And then she said, oh, and some pickles. Pickles. I thought she's been in a diner before. So we, I mean, she barely eats. She now, eats like a little bird. Anything? Oh, I mean, I joined her, of course, and, and, and was happy to. I didn't want her to eat alone. But then as we're getting up, and of course, we're quite a sight, because as you said, I mean, as you said, Tim, she made quite a scene in Walden oh, yeah. Books. Well, there she is at the TikTok diner sitting in the window. So it was not only in the diner, but on the sidewalk, there was quite a crowd. So when we're getting up to leave, two young women come over to us and say, and, and again, she barely touched anything. She was a little bird. So she barely touched anything. These two women come over and they want to photograph. And she says, no, 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 we're very late. We don't have time. But here, have some onion rings. She hands them the basket of onion rings. And I thought, they probably took it home. and They've preserved yeah, it under exactly. a bell jar. It's on eBay right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. So, and you know, I wrote about this in my book, Guns, Golden Rules. And I said, I don't even know why I'm writing this, except it's a sweet story. And I thought, if Diane reads this, and I mean this with all honesty, she's going to say... I don't remember that. No, I didn't do that. Because it's how she navigates the world. For me, it was one of the most bizarre moments of I've ever participated <laughs> it's in. How she navigates the world. But I think it is. I really do. Should say. I, and and if you chose, to, why did you tell this? It's not an odd story. 
it's not. <laughs> I need a hot dog. But she's yeah. known for the the Jersey knit wrap dress, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's her claim to fame. And what a claim! Yeah. I mean, indeed, yeah. yeah. My God, that is a great story, Tim. Hey, we have um we have someone on the line who knows you from a previous season of Project oh. Runway. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the show. We have Tim Gunn here. Hello, hi, Tim. Hi, it's Kristen. How are you, Kristen? I'm fabulous. I wanted to say happy anniversary. We met like a year ago, sort of today. <laughs> How great. Not today, but in May. But, you know, yes, within y- the month. You happy, know, happy anniversary month. And you know what Kristen and I have to share? Strange fruit? No. Even <laughs> no. stranger. <laughs> Kristen, right, even stranger. you want to reveal it? Animal woolly balls. Yes, our woolly. It was the one of the funniest moments Animal. in the history of, t- of making the show. I totally lost it in the workroom. I mean, I was doubled I over. I know, everybody. Animal everybody. woolly balls. I mean, I, and I didn't, it was, oh God, it was just so funny. And, and then it said, you started it. And the funny thing well, is, I was trying to like steer it back, but it didn't, <laughs> it didn't work, did it? No, we'd gone to the no. part, uh, we'd gone to a party store and the designers were using things I that they bought this. at the party yes. store. And Kristen had these odd sort of porcupine things. And I asked her, what are these? And she said, I'm not certain exactly. So Kristen hands me the package and I read it. Animal woolly balls. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't read it. Like, I didn't know what it was. I just liked the texture of them. I thought, hey, Mm -hmm. they make a green belt maybe. Or dangly things. Oh, God. Well, they were certainly dangly. Yeah, they were dangly. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go again, Kristen. I wish I'd known we were going to talk about this. I have a perfect song. It never gets old. I mean, it really no. doesn't. It Someone was... else mentioned it to me the other day. I think AJ, he wished me happy birthday. Uh... He was like, did you find some woolly balls? <laughs> oh my God, this will never get old. And Kristen, by the way, I, I miss you. How are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. I'm fabulous. I have wonderful interns working for me Oh, now, great. And, you know, just growing the business. I have some um, pieces in boutiques and smaller boutiques. And um, I do have our blouse. It is at the White House. Oh. Being interrogated. Wow. So with How the white f- people. So hopefully she will wear it. How fabulous is that? I also have to tell yeah. you, I, 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 a designer asked about you. I was in London for the royal wedding and visited oh, Philip Tracy. Course. No, and Philip okay, Tracy yeah. actually yeah. asked about you. <gasps> he did. He did indeed. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Okay, that just made my whole yeah. year. No, I thought oh, it would. Oh my God, that is so wonderful. I felt so bad. I mean, not just because. Okay, fine. You know, I didn't make the right dress or whatever. But I'm like, oh, I feel like I dishonored his wonderful, no. beautiful flower hat. No, he felt <laughs> he felt bad about giving the instruction. Oh, I remember that yeah. challenge now. He felt bad yes. about giving the instruction that the dress or the garment could not be the same color as the hat. Right. Because yeah, when exactly. Kristen's was, garment walked, he said, oh, it should have been the same color as the hat. And I turned to him and I said, but you yeah. said it couldn't we be. Could not too. <laughs> I know. I was trying so yeah. hard not to match. I'm like, but there's so much in here and I don't know what to do. And plus, you know, I'm not really a literal person anyway. So it was that was so challenging for me. I mean, I would have taken AG's hat or Mike um, uh, Drummond's hat, <laughs> the farmer one. one. Yeah, I, I love those. I love those architectural well, hats. Well, and what so. you're talking about is very Project Runway. It's the luck of the draw. It's the hand that you're dealt. Yes, you have to play it. I know. Oh, my God. It's like Everybody took their own model, and I'm like, oh, great. And I'm left with my model with the hat that I'm not inspired by. But I felt so bad about that. I felt bad about not being inspired by what it was given to me because it was such an honor for him to be on the show. It was indeed an honor. And to do this with us. It was such an honor. I mean, my God, to be in the presence of such greatness. 
Which brings up a question. So what was your favorite um, Philip Tracy hat um, at the royal wedding? Oh, you know, I mean, there were some that really stepped up and out, quite literally. I mean, they looked like they could have walked on their own. I mean, I loved um, Lady Frederick Windsor in that navy blue, big, giant um, orb of a hat. Um, I thought she looked fantastic. And, we, and actually, I met her at Philip Tracy's. She, she brought the whole dress cool. to wear Very to get cool. his critique. And that we had quite a debate about whether her hair should be down or up. And up for the sake of the hat. Hey, hey, Kristen. Exactly. Hey, Kristen. Yes. This is Tim. We're um we're up against the clock. Which Tim? No, Tim Bennett. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you know which one. Hey, like, listen. Oh, yeah. What what's um what's your website for our listeners? I know you've been on before, but just uh, let our listeners know your website so they can check your stuff out. Oh yes, it's um, B E like B is in boy, E is in Edgar. Strangefruit.com. So BeStrangefruit.com. Like be strange. Yeah, be strange like me. You're not strange, <laughs> Kristen. <laughs> we're, we're in, a, in a good way. No, yeah. oh, everybody's strange in a good way. Yeah. Love you, Kristen. Kristen, yeah. take care, and thanks for calling too, in. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. She's sublime. I love her. Now, I'm going to ask, a, oh, I love Kristen. She uh, Actually, the last time she called in, she is a graphic designer by trade. Oh, I know. And same here. And I said to her, I threw Tim for a loop. I said, Kristen, what are your two favorite, what's your favorite sans and sans serif font? And Tim's like, what? <laughs> what's this? Yes. All right, so Tim. What? You've had an amazing, well. Oh, I'm Bennett. You're Bennett. <laughs> and Tim Gunn is Tim for this uh, You've had an amazing career. You've been a subject of a comic book called Models, Inc. I, I, yes, Fighting Crimes Against Fashion. Fashion, which I love. And I, the artist, uh, Phil Jimenez, uh, was partners of a friend of mine who actually passed away, Neil oh, Posner. Oh, yes. Um, and he loves you. Is there anything that you haven't done that you would love to tackle? It might not even you be know, in fashion. I have to tell you something, and I say this with all honesty. To even contemplate that question to me, for me, would be incredible hubris. Because I'm so lucky. I mean, I, and I don't go chasing things. I mean, the Marvel people came running after me saying, we don't think you'd like this idea, but we want to present it anyway. <laughs> so to even th say, oh, if only I could do X. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine. Do you get, I can't paid, imagine do you get paid for this stuff? No, I mean, no, a lot of it I don't. I just really? do it because I'm, I mean, I'm thrilled and honored to do it. Wow. Yeah. Your catchphrase. I think make it work. Missed. Make it work. Is that something you always said? And oh, always. Picked? I mean, so not always. So it, twenty years ago, you would say, "Make it work." Well, to the students. And... It 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 came. It it's something that just came spontaneously spontaneously out of me during a class when I was getting very frustrated with students who were <laughs> had projects that were going awry. I and, can't do it. I don't know what. Yeah, to do, exactly. Or I'm going to start over. <laughs> no, you're not starting over. You're going to take the, these components that aren't working. You're going to offer up a diagnosis for what's wrong, a prescription for how to fix it, and make it work. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't have any patience with that. Tim Gunn's Guide to Style. Yes. Uh, I loved both seasons. Although Thank there, you. there was some shifting of personalities between there was. one and two. There was indeed. Um, how did you? How did people react to? Uh, did you have anything that we didn't see on camera that, like, you know, because you would begin by doing a purge? Yes. And it was always the savers and the keepers. And I was always amazed at how attached people were to things that just looked terrible. They hadn't oh, worn in 10 years. Absolutely. It's very emotional. But was, there, was there a bad, was there one or two episodes that you were just glad you got through the taping because the, it never got better? Or Oh, well, there was one in season two that was simply preposterous, the whole thing. And it, it was the, the person was Allison or Allie. Um, we called her Allie on the show. And it began in a very manipulative way. She wouldn't let us into her apartment. <laughs> 
So there we you ha- go. we had this we had to we had to rent an apartment, a kind of stage apartment for a day, move her clothes down to the closet in the stage department. And uh, it was season two. I was working with the fabulous Greta Monahan, whom I just love and adore. And we walk into the stage department. She's sitting. Allie's sitting there. She doesn't even get up. I mean, we haven't met. She just stays <laughs> seated. Oh my! Which is our cardinal rule of never do that. Right. It was. It was. She seemed to have such incredible disinterest. Uh. So then we go to the closet. And we're looking at these clothes, and and what are what are the soul stirrers for you? And she says, nothing, nothing. <laughs> these are clothes you don't care about. She said, and she says on camera, oh, I left all the clothes that I care about at home. I mean, we're ostensibly oh at her home, God. so of course we can't use that line. And then, so then I <laughs> think, well, we can't use this, so let's just go there. Why did you leave them at home? Well, aren't you throwing all these clothes out? No, we're not <laughs> even remotely. So then when we went shopping, we went to Neiman Marcus, and this woman maintained that labels meant nothing to her. Well, they meant everything to her. So she goes running to the Gucci section. She pulls this dress <laughs> off the rack. She oh says, this God. is it. Well, we're going to collect a number of garments, and you're going to try them on. I don't need to try it on. I, this is the one that I want. I said, well, it's $7,000. It's in excess of our budget. doesn't matter. I'll pay for it. Oh. Not on this show. You can come back to Neiman's and pay seven thousand dollars for the dress. Um. Anyway, it's it, there was a, there so was a I, ton I guess of behind the it, scenes it, things. A lot of it's out of your control. I mean, yeah. that but part. You of know it. what isn't? I mean, I will say though, I was ready to have a temper tantrum at her, and our executive producer Sarah Jane Cohen, who's sublime, kept saying to me, "No, no, Tim, don't." You always say take the high road, take it. I, and I, but she was so rude and obnoxious. <laughs> and it wasn't just to me, to the crew, to everyone, to Greta. And finally, at one point in Neiman's, I was, I looked at Sarah Jane across the room and I, I, I had this face and, and she was like, Mm-mm. and then we, when we <laughs> got back to it. the dressing room, she said, do it. <laughs> and I did in my, in my teacher like way, but in my, my tough love honest way as well and she burst into tears ran to the dressing room slammed the door and then the crew gave me a standing ovation <laughs> yeah it was great all right we are i love this don't mess with the teacher don't that's mess, right don't the mess finger. with the gun well you know yeah. i do say take the high road and and i believe it and i do take it but it gets to a point where the high road is so high you get a nosebleed <laughs> then it's time to get off it yeah, and it's a time for a listen, sister moment. Hey, I want to remind our listeners uh, that you, I bet that's, a, is that in Guns, Golden Rules? That high road should be in there. Oh, the high road is definitely in okay. Guns, Golden Rules. Uh, this is your latest book. Yes. Which I love. Which it's called Guns, paperback. Golden Rules. It's June. coming out in, June. I think, a little later. June. I think it's All coming right, out now, in is, September. Is, is Tim Gunn staying, f- is Tim Gunn going to be Tim for Tim's well, list? Well, you have yes. to ask him. You're going to stay for Tim's I, list? I, you can't get rid of me. All okay, right, perfect. excellent. All right, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Tim Gunn, We'll be running Tim's List. Uh Uh-oh. Now it's time for Tim's List. Play along with the focus group at 866-305-OUTQ. That's 866-305-6887. Welcome back to the focus group. This is Tim Bennett here with my good friend and co-host, John Nash. This is the part of the show that we call Tim's List, where our... Audience in studio plays along with our listeners. Be sure to give Shaq a call at 866-305-6887. We're honored to have Tim Gunn play Tim's List today. So if you guess number one or number three on the list, you're going to get a pair of Focus Group radio socks. And the list today comes from Tim Gunn. 
and it's the 10 essential wardrobe elements as devised by Tim from his book, A Guide to Quality, Taste, and Style. So 10 essential wardrobe 10 elements. 10 essential wardrobe elements for women, but he says you could also have, it could it's, be it's related easy to, to men. Yeah, you know, it's easy to, to substitute certain items for, for men, but many of them are, I mean, they're not unisex items, but they but they pertain to they, both and genders. They, they could cross yeah. over, yeah. okay. So give us a call at 866-305-6887, toll free across North America if you get number one or number three, a pair of the Tim famous, Gun, Tim hey, do you have socks there. on? Of course I do. <laughs> I want you to put right on our there. look at these. We got focus group radio socks. You're gonna you're gonna get a pair. I'd oh, like I to love see them a on. pair. Oh, well, Thank you. Yeah. Okay, good. And for our listeners, how often in your life can you call on the show and have have the Tim Gunn say not on the list? Not on the list. <laughs> He's probably gonna be nicer than me. Uh you're well. No, Tim, you're 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 I'm succinct. Definitive. You're I'm very def- like you're well, definitive. definitive. Yeah. So hey, I got a quick question for you. Maybe, yes. maybe it's off bounds. No, there's nothing off bounds. Oh, okay. Are you dating? No. <laughs> and I don't mean no, it's off bounds. I mean no. No, no, not right. No, no. Well, no. It, I have said that you haven't, you, you're very happy not dating. I haven't had a date in 28 years. <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, I haven't had a, a romantic date. I mean, just. just you're not t- in love? Um, I, well, I'm in love with a lot of people, but not romantically. No. Do you have interest? Yeah. Um, I mean, let me put it this way I'm not a dried up old pine cone. <laughs> You're not coming out of tall pines. Right. So, yeah, I mean, of course, I have feelings. I have emotions. I stir. Well, did you find Did you find your fame has gotten people coming on to you? No. No? No, 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 no. Okay. There are a lot of women who try to who keep saying, I have this fabulous guy for you. And it's like, oh, I really don't think so. <laughs> So when I when I when I go out, it's I mean that's not true. I mean oh, I have friends, I, I have lots of friends who so. are men. We I'm go out, set. but that's it's not romantic. My line's always I'm all set. I'm all set. You're oh, all I set. am I'm all set. set. I'm all set. Well, I'm not all set. I'm all set. I went out. The I, other I night. will say that if you have a partner, I've 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 had a partner for 25 years. Our really our uh, anniversary was early April. Oh, congratulations! Thank that's you. wonderful. You have to have a best friend like Tim Bennett because Bennett knows how to relate to Bob and and he'll just say things like we were traveling recently and I was making something in the kitchen and Tim says to me he goes does Bob put up with this every day does he put up with this every day I know John and I were four days together in Fort Lauderdale and I, you were eating like I was eating and I was like oh my god how Bob's done it for 25 years god bless him. <laughs> he gets up the one thing that John does that I find very odd he doesn't drink coffee or anything which is fine I, I learned to drink I get it in up Oregon. And cook right away. But he gets you don't up. drink any coffee? No, but no. he gets up and goes right to the comes down the stairs, doesn't even say anything, goes right to the kitchen and starts cooking. I'm like, oh. are you gonna stretch? Are you gonna no. like say good it morning? It is your exercise. Yeah, you, you yeah. need to, you know. I'm hungry. Making egg whites. So it's the focus group, Tim's list with Tim Gunn, and we're looking for the top ten essential wardrobe elements. John, should run I just the phones. run down the board, get Tim? The, get on the okay. Get on the oh, let's, have people called in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh good. Yeah. Let's go to David in Louisiana. David, what do you have for Tim Gunn? Uh, well, it's kind of cliche, but the little black dress. Tim. David, you are a thousand percent correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is number one. So stay on hold for Shaq. You'll get a pair of Focus Group radio socks. Number one is the little, little black, black yes. dress. You Congratulations. Wow. Now, right. we've all got, we've got all the colors of the socks, so I guess I'll have to choose get a second color. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, then these are the new socks, these are new David. Socks. So stay on oh, hold great. for Shaq, and thanks for playing. So, David, you've won thanks before? 
Uh, yeah, several times. My husband and I play all the time. Oh, congratulations. All time. <laughs> it's like we a, win all the time. That's where all the socks are going. It's like they're coming wow. to a casino riverboat or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you David. Have to, I have to say, we didn't like the candle. <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't like the, the focus candle? group candle. That was from, yeah, it was scented weird. Well, it? it was from China, and you know my rule about Chinese gifts. <laughs> so we're sorry. Next year will be something different. We took a few. We've, of them. They, they We've only us. got so much money. Shaq liked him. Yeah, all, right. all right, David, stay on hold for Shaq, and thanks so much. Andrew, go call Yankee Thank Candle. We need a new sponsor. Yankee Candle. Sponsor, yeah. Let's go to uh, Jen here in New York. Jen, what do you have for Tim Gunn? Hi, I was going to guess a trench coat. Well, Jen, it is on the list. What number is it? Oh? But it's not the number we want. No. But you can tell <laughs> what number it is. Come on. What number? It's, it's number two. Oh, oh, number two. Oh, wow. Very good. Very no. good. No. And a trench coat, I, I always say a trench coat is an essential item because you can wear it to the grocery store, you can wear it to the opera. And here in New York, you'd be wearing it, you would have worn it all last week. <laughs> and people well, wear nothing watch, under them. Yes, I watch your show. I used to watch the show that you had on... Um, that was your own show. Oh, I loved it. Thank you. You know, I'm going to have, well, it's not my, I'm not my own show, but, I, but I'm co-hosting a new show. Who it wants to be on it? It's called The Revolution. It's, it's part of the new lineup on ABC Daytime. It, it premieres in January. Very, oh, cool. very cool. Thank you. Thank <laughs> hey, you, Hey, Jen. Jen, thanks for calling today. You got number two. Okay, let's go to Tom in New Jersey. Tom, uh, what do you have for Tim Gunn? My guess is going to be a clean white shirt, like a button-down. Tom, it's definitely on the list, <laughs> but it's number four. Number four? All right. Yeah. But, but well, excellent right. guess. You're right, but, but, not, but it's not the one we're looking for. I always say you can never go wrong with a crisp white shirt and a nice pair of jeans. It's, it's okay true. for the shirt yeah. not to be starched. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can do the J. Crew look. And I, you know, I have to tell you, since being on television, I, I never starch a shirt because of the noise it makes. Really? Crinkle, yeah. crinkle, crinkle. Because yeah. yeah. you're he's, starched he's up today, though. No, 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 starch, no, that's not a nice. no, just, just. Hey, Tom. Pressed, thanks for playing today. Press yeah, within right. an inch of its life. Do you have to wear like? Do you have to dress like this all the time now? Afraid people are going to see you. Like, do you ever just dress down? Oh, uh, sure. Before I can't. Before I. I mean, this morning when I ran out for coffee, John, <laughs> I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, you could have come here in that. Yeah. I mean, but you know, I, I I told John when I met him, and you were down the hall doing what you needed to do, <laughs> and I just said I, I, I didn't know how you were going to dress, and I thought I don't want to come here and disappoint you if you. I mean, so, uh, I, it's well, it's a lot nice. easier to feel that you're dressed up, then come well, here and think, oh, God, I should never have worn this. Blue, blazer, that, blue yeah. blazer, jeans, and a tie is always appropriate. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's let's go to uh, Rob in Ontario, Canada. Rob, what do you have for the great Tim Gunn? Um, I'm going to say a blazer. Rob, it is definitely on the list, but it's not the item we're looking for. <laughs> what, number, what, number, uh, what number is it? Number nine. It's number nine. Number nine. Oh, my God. Okay. Hey, Rob, thanks so much for calling the day and playing. Thanks. Love the show. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Did you do this list yourself? Oh, yeah. 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 And, and what do you think is, is there, you know, I, there was a bonus question you had, which no one's going to get, I'm sure, but what, one indulgent, trendy item. Yes. What would be a, a good example of that? You said under 20 bucks. Oh, you go down to Canal Street and get one of those cheap pair of sunglasses or something. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, just don't buy a drop crotch pant. <laughs> unless you want to wear Depends. We talked about that I, exactly. during the break. Exactly. Unless, <laughs> unless you've got a big wad of Depends that's 
is handicapping your lower half. Your lower half. The drop crotch is great for you. <laughs> All right, let's take another call. Let's go to Terry in Florida. Terry, what do you have for Tim Gunn? Uh, I would guess a great pair of jeans, blue jeans. Definitely on the list. <laughs> But it's number five. Oh, oh everybody's sorry, dancing. Tom. We want number three now, right? Yeah, number three. Number. Yeah. Hey, Terry, okay, thanks. thanks so much Thank for you, Terry. playing today. Thanks. All right, now, Tim, I'm going to throw something your yeah. way. Um, I Years ago, I was uh, brought in as a consultant to help rescue the Winston Cigarette Account, oh, an my agency down in Salem, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I worked with a creative director who taught me something I've never forgotten, the three stages of creativity, cliche, self-loathing, eureka. Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. I've never heard it before. Do you think that makes sense? All right. So our first solution to a problem, often when we kick it from a couple angles and a teacher looks at it or a mentor, they eh, no, it's been done before. It's cliche. And while we're examining that, we go into self-loathing and we don't like knowing what we don't know. And then out of that emerges the Eureka moment, which could be a very simple tweak to your original idea. I love it. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm quickly reflecting and I, I think I believe it holds true yeah that was the one good thing I learned from that cigarette deal that's fantastic <laughs> I love it may I use that in the project runway you, workroom you met as long I as will. you credit the focus group I will definitely credit <laughs> we would the like focus to be judges group. on there we'd like we, can we be a judge I'd love you to be judges <laughs> or they could come to the know, show and but design you know outfits one of the reasons why I really love you to be judges it's because of your gender and of course your quality taste and style thank you because oh, there you go. when we have women and of course we have Heidi and Nina Few things annoy me on the show as much as hearing a woman say, I would or I wouldn't wear, wear that, that item. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't made for you. It's not about <laughs> you. I mean, you'll never hear Michael Kors say that no. because he's not going to wear the clothes. He's no. looking at them very objectively. It's an interesting observation. Shall I go to the board? Go, Johnny, go. We have uh, Sadie in Colorado. Sadie, welcome to the show. What do you have for Mr. Tim Gunn? Well, hello, um, and Tim, I will say I'm excited to check out your new show coming up. Thank you, Sadie. Um, I'm going to say belt. Belt? A belt. Yes. Well, actually, anyone who knows me knows, <laughs> knows that I'm a huge advocate for belts. They, 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 they can really help <laughs> give you proportion where it doesn't exist, and um, they're, they're great items. Um, however... Sadie, it's not on the list. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, it's not. No. You know, oh, if I were to redo guess. the list today, it would be. <laughs> I, it definitely would be. So we're, we're, we're psychically attached, you and I. We're psychically belted. I had another guess, but I was afraid it was too gender specific. What is it? Wait, what is it? Yeah. Cufflinks. Oh, I like that one. Cufflinks. You know, there, there actually are no accessories on this list. Um, ah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought about having 10 essential accessories, but these are actually items of apparel. All right. Then I'm thinking completely out the box. No, no, no. I, I <laughs> Sadie, that, I think they're all perfect. We're going we're gonna to have to say goodbye, though. We're going to another call. Thanks, Thanks for Sadie. calling today. Thank you. I love cufflinks. I do, too. And, and, and yeah, men do. have so few ways No, I thought of, you were going to wear cufflinks today. I, well, I was getting, it was well, the first was nice day I, I could wear actually shorts. I expected to dress up from you. <laughs> I did, I did actually have a whole thing planned and it was French cuff. It well, was you, a Paul Smith shirt I was going to wear. Next oh, Paul Smith's great, but you both look great. Well, thank you. <laughs> Let's go to Rosie I wear what fits rather than what I want to wear right now. <laughs> Rosie, you have Tim Gunn here in studio with Tim and John. Hi, what, Rosie. What, what do you have for us? Hi, honeys. How are you? I'm very good. It's Rosie and Telluride. Oh, we gosh, thought so. Rosie. My God, Telluride Rosie. What do you have for the list? 
You guys, how about a cashmere scarf? As I sit here on hold, I realize that may have not been the best answer, but maybe it's because it's snowing outside right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yes, it's, it's snowing. It's jolly ride. Snow. Yeah. Good heavens. It just, you said a cashmere scarf? How about a scarf? There's a cashmere scarf. Rosie, we were you listening Honey. to the last little exchange with okay. Sadie? I, were you listening? <laughs> I was. I, Did you not hear me about... say there are no accessories on <laughs> so, this list? Tim, let her know. Say, not on the list. It's... Well, then I would have had to hang up, and I had already placed my guess, and it got all complicated. But here's, so but, but here's the reason I'm saying this, because you're half correct. <laughs> Cashmere is on the list. Oh, it is. Ah. But it's in the form of a sweater. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> but sorry, but it's not sorry. is not on sorry, the list. Sorry, Rosie, we got to we got to roll along. We're against the clock, my dear. Yeah, we are. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Bye, How Rose. many items are there? Well, that are basic. We're looking for ten, eight, seven, six, and three. Wow. Well, we're after wrap up. Actually, oh, we're, we're done. Mr. Okay. Mr. Clock is against us. Today. All right, I'll tell you what they are. There was a bonus item, which was the one indulgent thing, and of course, a pair of Focus Group Radio socks. I think was that's a bonus. big indulgence. Number ten, yeah. number ten, which I don't agree with. A sweatsuit alternative. You don't agree with? I don't it? think no, 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 it's an alternative. It's an alternative. Oh. oh no, it's an alternative to the sweatsuit. You don't suit. want it's not a sweatsuit. sweatsuit. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Good. No, this is my battling against the sweatsuit. <laughs> number nine. Yeah, because I see too much of that. Number nine jacket. Number eight day dress. Number seven, skirt. Number six, an occasion top. Any occasion mm-hmm. top. Any occasion yeah. top. I'm sorry. Number five, jeans. Four, classic shirt. Three, our listeners did not get obvious, I think, dress pants. Yep. Number two, trench coat. Number one, our listeners got basic black dress. Yes. And the, and the, and the first call got it. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, so that was Tim Gunn's I personally think that Dockers have undone American fashion. Oof. You need, a man needs to go and have a tailor. Thank you. You, you need to feel Correct in your clothes. Thank you. You just can't. I, I'm not Pret-a-Porter myself. No, I mean, <laughs> but you can do this on a budget. I say this all the time. People are always saying, "Oh, well, I don't have enough money to to solve my fashion problems." It doesn't require a big budget. No, it shouldn't. Silhouette, proportion, and fit. Everyone, that's that's the those, <laughs> silhouette, proportion, yeah, and fit. That's, that's kind of like what John said. Cliche, cliche, yeah. self-loathing, eureka. Yeah, exactly. Tim Same keeps thing. thinking. I, I'm not have I have not had an internet eureka moment. I was mad you didn't come up with LinkedIn. Did you see what happened to that? Uh, they this went, oh, Tim yeah. thinks I should have invented Amazon. Well, John's he thinks a I should have invented eBay. Come up with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting here. People are calling, complaining about candles that cost us an arm and a leg. We've got socks now we're sending out that cost more than the postage. And I didn't invent. And I didn't invent LinkedIn. <laughs> or the postage costs more now. Yeah, and you didn't invent LinkedIn or Facebook. Hey, folks, we got to run. Check out next week. everything that Tim Gunn's done at Amazon. He's got his books there. His new show's coming out in January. Yes. And he's going to have to return. Yes? Thank you. I'd love to come back. Anytime. Say make it work. Make it work, everyone. <laughs> and now we're carrying on. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that uh, flashback to the Tim Gunn visit of ages ago. <laughs> it's still one of my favorites because of who the guy is. And I still love watching him now on Amazon's Making the Cut. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed the broadcast today, or I should say the rebroadcast, and um, look forward to seeing you next week. Remember, don't text and drive, arrive alive. Another big thanks to Deep Discount for bringing us to you every week, and we will see you in the new one. It's The Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Accessible on all platforms. Subscribe, like, and rate us on your platform of choice. Learn more at focusgroupradio.com. That was a stunning focus group.